0: The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content.
1: cock thunder, a Goliath barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your
2: face. This is Furitan 10, Trees. I am a dwarven druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on.
3: This is Peter McMoist, I'm a Dark Elf Bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terregard
1: Thousands and thousands of years ago,
0: the very good adventuring team. shape-shifted into a amander to investigate inside the warehouse. He heard Jeff. He went back to tell Peter. They went to talk to the boat captain Long John Gurthy. They get the boat to fire the cannon at the warehouse, which then lets them get into the warehouse. They run into a cult member and convince them they are also cult members. The conversation goes poorly though, and combat began. So yes, you are close Close enough to see his wiener is still intact If I went around the webbing well, oh. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 um, Actually, you know what? So I'm sorry to go back to this But the uh, the box that Fjorten drew is a 5x5 five five, um, And it should be 4x4 four I'm four. sorry, he, uh, that was, I completely fucked that up He drew a 3x3, which represents 15 feet. Uh, It should actually be 4x4. I just realized that now, sorry.
3: Oh, so it goes wall-to-wall, so I can't really get around this unless I go Uh, through it. 5, 10, 15, 20,
0: 25, 30. So you could get to the space that is directly in front of High Priest Moon. Um, In other words, one square to their east, which would put you 10 feet away from Jeff, but you are not able to get right up to Jeff. Um... You could slog your way through uh, through Fjordan's sticky webs. You know, I'll just stay I'll stay put. Okay. Right. Fjorten, tell me about your wiener drawing turn. Alright. Um
2: I'm going to go ahead and take away that concentration for that web. Okay. The web is gone. We will go ahead and start with a bonus action of healing word on myself.
0: Okay. You did lose half of your hit points in one round.
2: It did hurt. I was not a fan. So we are actually going to do this at a... Would I be able to cast that at a level two as a bonus action?
0: Mm, I think that uh, as long as you have a level two spell slot, you are allowed.
2: Yeah, we're going to go ahead and do that. Since, like, as you said, I lost half of my hit points. So with that extra higher level, we're going to give you six, seven, eight points back to
0: myself. Hey, take those eight hit points.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a lot of smergens. I mean, to recover in such a sh- uh, such a short smergens. Some good
2: smergens. Yeah, a lot of smergens for smergens. And then I'm going to go 10 feet away from my buddy High Priest Moon. Okay. Do a poison spray cantrip.
0: Okay, poison spray away. Still on that drawing tool.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Okay, so he must make a... <laughs> s- something
0: about it being white is like well you do a 10 foot cum slide over to high priest moon there
2: (laughs) just juice all over this floor slide on over and poison spray him and he must make a DC 13 constitution save
0: he rolled a 5 for that constitution save
2: alright so that would be a total of 10 poison damage
0: 10 poison damage is done to high priest moon High Priest Moon, not looking good. Definitely into the bloodied range. What else
2: would you like to do on your turn? On my turn, I will go ahead and um, be relieved that Jeff still has his wiener, and
0: be done. That's the that's a good sense of uh, relief that you could throw there. Uh, let's see here. What's gonna happen on high High Priest's uh, turn here? Uh, They are going to begin with a bonus action of creating a spiritual weapon. Uh, They create a floating spiritual, or sorry, spectral weapon within range that lasts for the duration until you cast a spell again. When you cast the spell, you can make a melee spell attack against a creature within five feet of the weapon. On a hit, the target takes force damage equal to one d8 plus your spellcasting modifier. So they are going to Stuart, Stuart. They're going to Stuart by doing that spiritual weapon and uh, they're going to create a giant purple double-ended dildo Oh no! my create a bludgeoning attack against Fjortan.
2: My biggest weakness, how did he know?
0: Mm-hmm uh, So that's going to start off with that That is going to be a uh, What the fuck was it again? A spell attack do 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 Unfortunately, that's a 7. I don't think that that spectral weapon is going to hit you. Uh, and then they are going to... Lunge forward and take two melee attacks with their daggers.
2: Dude, back off.
0: Uh-huh, I know. Uh, that is going to be a... Uh, a 16 and a
2: 12. Do either hit you? Well, uh, the 16 will hit me... Uh... And. Yes, only the 16.
0: Then you shall take a grand total of 4 damage from High Priest Moon's dagger attacks as they snarl and lunge towards you. Ouch! Stabby, stabby, stabby. That is the end of High Priest Moon's round. Uh, we move on to Jeff's turn. When I get out of here, I'm gonna hammer my penis. <laughs> I agree. And we begin round three of combat with Peter. Peter, there is only High Priest Moon remaining, and they have less than half of their hit points. What would you like to do?
3: Um, I'm not sure if I can do this. Do um, you think it's possible for me to cast Mage Hand
0: and use that to untie Jeff from the chair? Ooh. Um, let's have you make me... Uh, I'm going to say you can try, because it's Dungeons and & Dragons, and you can always try. And then I'm going to have you make essentially a dexterity check, but I'm going to have you do it with your spellcasting modifier instead of dexterity to see if you are mage hand dexterous enough to untie the ropes. That would be my... Is that my spell
3: attack bonus? Uh, yeah, it's basically the same one. All right, so I get that instead of my dexterity bonus? Indeed.
0: All right. So that would be a 19. A 19, you are able to uh, tug away at these bonds. Tug, tug, tug. And uh, let's say. uh, I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna. uh, I feel bad kind of retconning this, but I'm gonna throw it out there anyway, because I should have said it earlier. Um, I am gonna say that Jeff's hands and feet are bound. And you can untie one of those with that swanky roll. I'm going to. uh, I'm gonna untie his hands. Okay. Jeff's hands are untied successfully. Um, so that would be, I've kind of given you two actions on that. So I'm going to say that that's your full turn because casting and untying would kind that of, that should fill up the whole thing. Is Mage Hand a bonus action? Um, I don't think so. It's a cantrip. Uh... So
3: that was probably a little generous to let you do all that in one turn, but it, you can use your action to control the hands. So just an action.
0: Yeah, I'll allow it. Can, but that's the end of your turn, unless you wanted to do your movement. Um, nope,
3: I feel like I don't have a great place to move. Uh, you know what? I'll move up behind Fjorten if there's a way to get there without me.
2: Uh, the web is now gone, by the way, so we can go ahead and.
3: Oh yeah, get rid of that. Oh, oh okay. Yep. Well then, I'm gonna get up right in High Priest Moon's face, then. Fucking just right up in his face, right all frothing off. at the mouth. F in face. Yep, and I'll get behind him if I can. Uh, I believe
0: you had enough <laughs> movement to do that, but let me measure that out real quick.
2: Yeah, Peter Pris McFoyton.
0: Yes, you would have enough movement, so you are now on the far side of High Priest Moon, and Fjortin The turn becomes
2: yours. Does this guy still have his Death Maul, double-fisted uh, dildo going? It is. All right. And is that a concentration spell?
0: A uh, spiritual weapon is, do, 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 I don't think it is concentration, no. It's not. Okay. Yeah, it is not, or at least I don't see it in the, in the spell description here.
2: All right, so since we have uh, Peter on the other side of High Priest, I'm going to go take advantage of the flanking
0: mm-hmm. and
2: do a flank with my great axe. Do it. All right. And then I'm also going to take advantage of the Bardic Inspiration that hey, I have.
0: Sounds like a good time to do it if you're calling it right away.
2: Yeah, and that's going to be a 1d4, is that
0: right? I think it's a 1d6. What's your Bardic Inspiration die? My
3: Barty has one... I thought it was 1d4. And what kind of roll are you doing? I'm
2: doing an um, attack
3: roll. Attack roll. Um, uh, a d6. You can use a d6. Yes,
2: I will go ahead and do that. So currently I'm at a 10 plus a d6 for a three would be 13.
0: A 13, that's with advantage? Yeah. Damn, bro. I rolled bro. a two and an eight. Wow, well it turns out it's enough. Oh, you only my. needed to beat a
2: 12. Holy crap, thank you for that inspiration. Okay, and that's a one d12, which I'm not used to that dice, so give me a second, I have to find it.
0: It's the most round one, but not a d20.
2: That actually helped. <laughs> All right.
0: all the other ones have like other not round shapes
2: mm-hmm. for 12
0: for a fucking 12 oh, and then yeah. you're oh no wait you don't get to add anything to that because you're not proficient
2: nope it's just a straight 1d12
0: excellent it is enough to do a lot of damage enough damage in fact to get them to the wrecked point but not enough to kill high priest moon lives high priest moon lives
2: and that will uh, be my turn.
0: Okay, High Priest Moon has their turn next. I'm gonna measure a distance real quick. High Priest Moon is going to take the disengage action on their turn, and it is going to GTFO. It is 45 feet to the stairs. I'm gonna say that it costs them an additional, uh, what would I call that, five feet to get up the stairs. And then they get another, basically ten feet away upstairs. So, oops, I probably shouldn't have deleted them from there. But well, point. doesn't it take an action to disengage? They do take an action to disengage. So you're right; they cannot dash. uh so now I gotta figure out how to Ooh, put, put them the back. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I drop <laughs> nice fucking job, I will say. Let me put homeboy back on the map. So they disengage and then they get to 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 feet. They (laughs) end up uh, right on the tip of the big blue dong someone, or purple dong someone drew on the map. And that is the end of their turn. Um, So let's just remember that they go right before Jeff. Jeff has Jeff's turn. Uh,
1: Thank the gods you guys are here.
0: Peter, it is your turn. You've got High Priest Moon fleeing away from you. What would you like to do?
3: Um, I'm gonna get right up in his face again, and I'm going to cast. Really, right up to his back,
0: by the way. All right. He's running away from you. All right. Can't get to his face.
3: I will cast
0: Hold Person on him. Ooh. Hold Person away. Hold Person is a saving throw of some kind, right? Wisdom. Wisdom saving throw. I'm guessing he's probably fucking wise as shit Pretty fucking wise He's got a 14 And your saving throw is a 13 Aww.
3: Sad And as a bonus action For my turn I will give more inspiration to Fjorten Okay yes.
0: uh, do, 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 It's sad and... It's sadder inspiration this time But cause uh. I failed <laughs> But You know it's easy to be inspired by sad songs so well, I'm like, we almost got them. I revisited uh, the Cranberries earlier today, and the song "Ode to My Family." That song's pretty sad. That is very sad. That is a very I, aren't a lot of their songs pretty sad? Yeah, she wasn't a happy person. It seems like yeah. Um,
3: it's it was Cranberries. I think was one of the CDs that I got in my first interaction with the uh, the whole. What do they call it? like the BMG order twelve CDs for a penny kind of thing? <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Did you clip that from a newspaper? Yeah, <laughs> and taped a fucking penny on that, and then at the age of like fourteen, uh huh, had a
0: like a credit report with debt on it already. Yep. <laughs> awesome,
2: Jordan. What are you gonna do with your turn? Mail in a penny. I'm gonna stumble across this. Uh, hallway again 5 10 15 20 beyond the north side of the high priest okay and i'm going to cast entangle on this butthole
0: entangle on your butthole so i stuck
2: him to the ground
0: okay so you're gonna create some grasping weeds in a 20-foot square, starting from a point within range. I'm assuming he's basically going to be at the corner he's of that square. He's on the foot corner square.
2: of that 20-foot square. Correct.
0: Uh, and they must, must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained. And... Doo-doo. So let me do a little strength saving throw for High Priest Moon. <laughs> Oh, the Moon succeeds on their saving throw with a 19. Jeez. They're not very strong either. That was natty 19. Anything else on your turn?
2: No, I just blew my turn wad. It's time.
0: You know, I feel real bad, though, because High Priest Moon had a a purple dildo attack they did not take on their last round. Um, So they're going to do that this time. They're going to do their spiritual weapon with a bonus action. And that is going to attack with uh, to do the right dice that I'm just threw on the ground. Fuck dice! <laughs> there we go. I got another one though. It's okay. Uh, that's going to be eight damage for you, Fjordan.
2: Eight damage. And they're it just is.
0: picking on you. Uh, what, what
2: was the attack hit?
0: Uh, oh, that's right. I got to do that part first. Jeez, it's like I'm a not even a DM or anything. Uh, So take that back. They missed Ah. on their attack with a a mere six. Uh, But they are going to take their action to disengage. Uh, And then 5, 10, 15, 20 feet. So they're able to get upstairs. And five feet away from the the top of the stairs. Uh, So we're going to represent that because my assumption at this point is you guys are probably gonna like pursue or some shit, eh? Yeah, that's the plan. All right, so I have moved them to this upper right part of the map, this little dark space, so let's just say that that's five feet away from the stairs. Jeff on uh, Jeff's turn is gonna reach down and untie their feet because you untied their hands earlier. And we begin round five of combat, Peter. You are 25 feet from the stairs that your uh, your new buddy, High Priest Moon, climbed up. What would you like to do? I'm going to get up into his butt again, and um, I'm going to say that you're on the right side here just to represent that distance a little different. So basically, the edge of the map is the stairway. Uh, I'm going to cast Heat Metal on Moon. Oh, dude. I don't think there's a way they can survive this, but let's see how it turns out. <laughs> okay. So, what, can... what metal are you going to heat? He's got two daggers, right? Yep, you're gonna heat a dagger? Yeah. Cool, dagger's gonna get heated. Um, yeah, man, with uh, with the 12 damage you rolled there, there is no way uh, that this dude can survive this. So you heat up that dagger, and it, it is a bubbling, gross mess. Oh. Uh, but this, this high priest moon is no longer a high priest of anything other than... Like his whole body melts?
3: <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I just, I just like, oh, I'm going to heat his dagger up. <laughs>
2: Imagine that scene. What is that? Who framed Roger Rabbit at the end where the guy just oh, melts? That scene is terrifying. It was. It terrified me as a child because first he gets flattened. Yeah. And then he like blows himself back up and...
0: That scene is absolutely terrifying. Who framed Roger Rabbit was way too adult in so many ways. Yeah, it was. Great show, though. But. Yeah, yeah, entertaining. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, you guys have exited combat. You've melted one priest and thunder waved away the other two, if I recall correctly. Yeah. And uh here you are. You you've um you've eliminated all of the uh all the other dudes thank the gods you guys are here
2: (laughs) (laughs) well is this something we have to kind of clean up shop about I mean
0: yeah you know I am curious at this point you bribed a captain to blow a hole in the door Um, you've killed uh, several people inside of this warehouse Uh, but you did lock the door behind you so nobody so far has followed you in here what are you going to do now well,
2: I mean Jeff, how's how's your penis, man?
1: Not a my lot
0: penis. Of...
2: What? That was I mean, that was your question. The last thing you you asked him, how's your penis? Yeah. How's your penis? It's
3: still there. Okay. Ooh. Thank God. Did it uh did did they abuse you? They might have docked with me. <laughs> like like space docked with you? <laughs> yep. That's a weird orgy, man. Like Did they...
0: Don't kink shame this cult. (laughs) 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 Defending the people that kidnapped you? (laughs) Like, they did it a lot. That was their thing. Well,
1: how do you think they get the suppositories into things? Uh, They
3: they put the suppository in your wiener and then dock with
1: it? That's enough about my wiener.
3: Well, I mean, glad you're okay. Um, Did they give you a choice to join the cult or... Or uh, or do orgies,
1: or like what happened? Oh, I think they want me to join the cult. Um, choice is kind of a weird way to look at it. They stole me. Like, I could kidnap you and then say, "Hey, would you like to come with me?" Well, I already came with you because you kidnapped me.
3: Well, you know, but they—it was going to be either the uh, you joined the join the cult and the orgies, or you or you got sacrificed. I guess is mm-hmm. what we. What we, th- what we thought we heard him say. I'm still here. Oh, cool. Well, anything else you want to share? Or... You guys should try an orgy sometime. Um, I think I'll pass on the space docking. I don't know about you, Fjorten. You're
2: you are more than welcome to do that. I just ponder for a little bit. It wasn't all space docking. Maybe a little smile just cracks for a second, then I get back. Wait, we, got, we have bigger things to worry about right now than orgies. Gotcha. And then, um... Do we hear anything, like, above us at this moment?
0: You guys are down in a basement, um, but I think even over that, there's probably a little bit of a kerfuffle going on upstairs. Combat was pretty quick, you know? 30 seconds or less, basically, so... um, It's probably been two minutes since the cannonball went through the the big bay doors upstairs, and...
2: Do we want to tell the truth, or saying, hey, there was a cult of Boidius down here?
3: Yeah, we'll let Jeff handle
0: it. A cult of orgiasts? Orgiasts. What what would be the right way to say that? Orgiasts? Orgygoers? goers Orgi? <laughs> Orgians? I like orgi. I like magi. <laughs> cult of the orgi.
2: Hey, me too.
0: I was, you know, I had a different name, but I'm going to have to rename it now. I probably won't rename it, but maybe I'll use that some other day. Maybe that'll be the competing hall, uh, cult. That's the, cart down, uh, the cult down the hallway. Yeah, we rent space to them uh, just for Thursdays, uh, you know. I mean, it's pretty expensive to run a temple. So, you know, you just you kind of got to rent out the space to whoever's around. And
2: I mean, they're really not really a cult. They just really, really for the orgies. I mean, there's nothing really about chat at all. They
1: hate each other. <laughs> Piss off.
0: We're the Judean peoples from. <laughs> That's a joke from Monty Python, by the way, for anybody who hopefully you don't think we're just talking about Jewish people. That's not that's not what we're doing. Monty Python. It's cool. It's totally cool. Please don't hate us. It's cool. We're cool. Everybody's cool. Everybody's cool. You're cool. We're cool. The coolest. As a as a quick tangent, I was talking to somebody within the last week and it's escaping me who it was. But it was somebody that like legitimately talked in Rick and Marty style. Like they were, they were like, all right, we're going to go down here and there'll be some things to do. Uh, there'll be stuff and uh, people were going to do the stuff and uh, that'll be, here we go. It'll be, it, everybody's going to, that's what we're going to do now. Like that weird uh, fucking, what's his name? Justin Roiland, like stutter style. Mm-hmm. It was super weird. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you doing a fucking bit right now? <laughs>
2: This you were? No,
0: that was just this legit person.
2: In our scenario here, I don't see why we are in the wrong for doing what we did. I mean, our friend got kidnapped. And so, maybe we luckily found upon him in this uh, thing here when the cannon went through it.
3: Well, the other thing we may have an opportunity to do here is that um, we're in this warehouse that was apparently owned by the quote-unquote Smith family that may quote-unquote have some ties to this quote unquote orgy cultist faction, so maybe we take a little opportunity to poke around and see if we can see anything.
1: Poke around.
2: ha. <laughs> 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 Dock around. <laughs> Alright. So we're down here in the <laughs>
0: <laughs> what gotcha, docking around?
2: No, it's just, well, kind of that, but it
0: made me think, like, what if there was, like, a bunch of magic treasure chests, but instead of keys, it was a wiener hole? <laughs> <laughs> What's with all, this is the weirdest shaped keys, and they're all like this. <laughs> do, I, do I put a mushroom in right, here?
1: girth. Right
2: <laughs> it would I mean, it'd be unique, you know? The hardest ones have the very unique vein that you have to, like, match up with.
0: Hello VGET fans, how is the day treating you? It better be fucking good. It fucking better be. Friends, I wanted to share with you a thing about the way I DM, and I think this clip is a great way to explain it.
2: Wait, so Chad is in this? Chad's around?
0: Yeah, I thought we'd talked about this already.
2: No, because at one episode, I said, oh, Chad, and you said a different name, like the Church of Chuck or something like that. I'm like, oh, not Chad. And then that's when I'm like, oh, I guess we're trying to do something else
0: as well. Yeah, I feel like it was hinted at, but I don't know. He I was, was officially back in the... It was So when you talked about it, it was like, uh, the, person, the person that you were talking to was like, it was like a CH name, like a Chuck, Church, uh-huh. so to, to peek behind the curtains a little bit, to peek behind the Bob, um, it was, uh, it was an NPC who didn't know don't ever assume that you're getting actual truthful or perfect information from the people you talk to so there you go just keep in mind that while i'm not always actively trying to deceive you or the gang i am not always telling the truth especially when it comes to bad roles and that's all i wanted to share with you this fine evening let's get back into the action So just as a quick reminder, a rundown here. So you guys are in this warehouse. Um, The warehouse itself. I can't remember. I think I gave you guys dimensions of the warehouse and I'll be uh, damned if I can remember. But I do write things down here and there. If you'll recall, the warehouse itself is probably 50 feet long, maybe 25, 20 feet uh, wide, something like that. You guys are in the little basement area that's at the back of this warehouse. Uh, If you come up to the first floor, it's a big open space with uh, various boxes, pallets, bags, etc. There is a lofted area in the back third or so of the warehouse. And there are uh, two large sets of double doors, one in the front, one in the back. So in other words, one facing the river and one facing back towards sort of the marketplace area. Uh, in fact, facing not terribly far away from the thrifty Terra Guardian. And, uh... Uh, also probably like a, a side door up at the front towards the river. You know, just a little access door, let's say. So that's the lay of the land. And you see through the front door, which you did, by the way, remember to lock as you came through. Uh, but you can see there's a big hole smashed in it from this cannonball. Uh, that's uh, you can see that there's a crowd of people like starting to look through but you know difference between daylight and inside they probably can't see very much
2: and it was like eight feet up too so
0: yep yeah it was pretty high up pretty high up that cannonball smashed and uh, ricocheted off the back wall of this warehouse so the cannonballs actually still laying on the floor I don't know what else I can tell you that's that's the scene scene before you
3: well I'm thinking I wanna go up to the well, first of all, is there anything interesting in this room that they were space docking with
0: Jeff in? Um, I don't think so. I think that this is just like a root cellar of sorts, and it's more or less empty aside from the chair, Jeff, and, well, all you. A space docking cellar? Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, let's go back Res- up.
0: Reserved for that purpose, probably.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go back up. I want to go back up, sneak you know, as carefully as I can past the hole in the door and uh, just peek around on the shelves and everything else that's
0: around and see if I find anything interesting. Um, Everything that you are finding as you go upstairs, and uh, are the rest of you guys kind of following along?
2: I would, yep, I would follow along.
0: Okay. You make your way upstairs and you start poking around a little bit. Um, You find that there are a lot of, like, you know, it's just... Boxes, shipping containers of various sorts. Um, Do you want to open things or did you want to look at them?
3: Um, I mean, the first thing I'm just looking at, is there any interesting containers? Like, you know, is there anything that looks a little bit more valuable or different than the others? But uh, if I don't see any of that, then yeah, you know, I'm going to flip a couple lids and see what I find. I want to have you
0: make a perception roll. Let's start there. All
2: right. Knock one over. Oops, the cannonball. (laughs) <laughs> oh cannonball and flavin
0: roll for interesting
3: i need to know what my fucking perception is for fucking
0: uh seven a seven uh with a seven you look around and you're like wow look at all these look at all these boxes Did I ever did you ever watch spongebob squarepants yeah I, uh, I haven't seen a lot, but my favorite scene that I ever saw was Spongebob and Patrick walk into this warehouse, and there's like a million ware- uh, uh, mattresses rather, stacked up in this warehouse, and it goes off as far as you can see, and Spongebob is like, wow, look at all the mattresses. How many do you think there are, Patrick? And Patrick goes, ten. <laughs> 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 it's- so you're looking around and you're like wow there's ten boxes in this warehouse there's clearly more than that Um, well then I'll just start opening random ones that I find okay Uh, you open the first box that you can come to and um, it's like it's like a you know maybe like a two foot cube uh, and you like pry the lid off of it and it's empty and then you go over to pull open another box uh, and you find that that one is also empty. Fjort and you in the meantime are like, oops, the bear, or the, you know, the fucking cannonball must've knocked over this barrel and you tip over this barrel and the lid falls off of it and it's empty.
2: If I examine any of the boxes or the barrels, any insignias that stick out at us.
0: I'll have you make a perception roll. Let me get perception roll.
2: That will be a 16 plus numbers.
0: Mm, the old numbers.
2: The old, oh, nice. 16 plus 5, 21.
0: Excellent. Good thing you know your numbers. Uh-huh. Um, as you look around at these boxes, you notice that there is in fact a very conspicuous absence all of these boxes are extremely generic. All of these boxes are very, very plain and ordinary. And you notice that there is no marking, uh, no insignia, nothing to indicate point of origin or wax seals or- But
2: they're all the same, same kind of build though. Same material, just very too generic.
0: Yeah, they look, like, a little bit distressed, but, like, as you're looking at mm-hmm. it with your amazing 21 perception, uh, you can see that they're all distressed in, like, very similar ways. Um, probably, I don't know, they probably don't have, like, manufacturing <laughs> mm-hmm. assembly line sort of thing, but, like, if there was such a thing as assembly line in this world, you feel like this this stuff would have come
2: off of it. Um. Yeah, I'd say, like, hey, uh, Jeff, and Peter, look at these boxes. Pretty much all the same. I mean, like, there's nothing in any of these. that like, kind of weird, or?
3: Oh, weird, yeah. It's like, it's almost like this warehouse is staged. I bet there was stuff in the months.
2: Hmm.
3: Like, what? Space docking supplies? <laughs> I don't know.
2: So, here we have the space docking tubes for accuracy. Um... Over here, you got your space docking tubes. Over
3: here, you got your space docking lube. You got l- little tiny space docking targets.
2: Mm-hmm. You have a. You have a.
1: Come on, Tars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have j- converter joints that fit between for the little and big space dockers going together. Uh, <laughs> Adapters.
1: Adapters.
3: We're gonna need a number three down to a number four.
2: <laughs> Can I get a T four to a T thirteen, please? <laughs> well, is that metric or imperial? Oh, that's whatever to it it's it's can you get a little twerk on this one Tim and Kyle don't quite match up
3: (laughs) (laughs) well um so what do you think guys are we I don't think there's anything in here to see this looks like completely empty I think we maybe
2: I think it's a conspicuous though that all these boxers are kind of that something's up with how Smith like you stated but um I don't think that really has anything to do with Chad at this point
3: it's almost stranger that there's nothing in this warehouse. Exactly what I
2: would be thinking at this point.
0: That there's nothing at all. Nothing, nothing at, at all. all. Nothing at all.
2: Stupid warehouse. <laughs>
0: well, stupid space docking warehouse. <laughs> That's. Can we label that on the map, please? Space docking warehouse? Yeah. yeah I can make a label for that. <laughs>
3: um. Well, since everybody's at the back door that we blew a hole in... Let's go out the front door. Sounds great. Jeff?
1: Yeah.
3: Alright. Jeff, you wanna get that door? What? You, yeah. you big strong space docking man. Do I have to smash it or is there a, a knob? Uh I don't know what I I just imagine like it's got a big uh you know, one of those big logs or something that
2: two by four uh, kind yeah. of thing. What so
0: like if it was a doorknob and you had to go like space dock and
2: then
0: no, it's just like a, what you'd find in ye olde medieval castle behind the gates uh, a big, like, four by four timber that's uh, going across. Okay, so I left off the timber. Yay. Yay! Yay! Success! I think you can just do that because you're a big, strong Goliath, man. I'm a big, strong Goliath. Big, strong Goliath, man.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so we go out this front door.
0: So you go. Uh, so wait, are you going out the, remember there's like mm-hmm. going from east to west, there's the river and then some like open space and then the warehouse.
2: What I remember of like our setup is that the cannon went through, went through the door, hit that front door, kind of bounced off that wall. And so I, what we described was going through just that front area out to the street in front of the warehouse.
0: So do you want to go out on the river side where the hole in the door is and all the people are or out the back side where... Like, no people are, and there's no hole.
2: Well, always for the back side.
0: The, out, out the back, not in the back.
2: No, no not out the back.
0: The effective butthole of the warehouse. You're going to go out of the butthole of the warehouse. Is it a irisung door? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like a wooden door. It's like a weird cloth sack thing that you have to push your way out of.
2: <clears throat>
0: that was weird. Why did I say that? That was so weird.
2: It's like, uh, you know, when they're made of sand. <laughs> Feels like sand.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. fine, powdery sand.
2: No, I was thinking of Footy Old Virgin when he was trying to describe boobs. You know, they just feel like sand. They're like, <laughs> you're Bags a virgin. Of <laughs> Bags of sand. <laughs> anyway. Huh.
0: Yeah. That poor guy. The peeing scene was what really got me in that movie. I don't remember that scene. It's right away in the beginning. He wakes up in the morning, goes to go to the bathroom, sits down on the toilet and ends up peeing on his own face.
2: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> oh. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. I remember him um, waking up with morning wood and he had to like turn his whole body like a 90 degree angle to pee. Maybe I don't w- remember him peeing in his face though. Maybe that was the
1: director's cut. Could have been. There's a scene like that in me and myself when I read. Yeah, he has to hold up a
3: picture to like deflect it back down into the toilet. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. No, is that uh, (laughs) that's not me, myself, and Irene, is it? Yeah, is that Jim Carrey and he's got multiple personalities? Yep, that's yeah, it is that one. The
0: bad personality has sex, and yep, the movie that Jim Carrey was always meant to be in, the role he was destined for. That's a pretty good movie. I mean, depends on how you define good, I'm sure. Anywho, uh, you guys. You push open the uh, the log barring the back of the door closed, and open that back door. And uh, how about how about I have all of you just make me a D twenty roll? No. Oh, oh my god! How many of those actually stayed in the dice tray? Mine did. Mine did.
1: Seventeen.
0: Niner. Seventeen niner. Seven. Sorry, thought I said seven. Seven, seventeen, and niner. Um. You exit to the rear of the warehouse, and uh, let's say there's, like, two or three people that see you come out, but they don't seem to be, like, super important people or anything like that. Nobody you recognize. Not the fuzz. Eh, well, Here you are, out in the back of the warehouse. Where to, fellas? Well,
3: since you're the one that's been uh, tied up in a chair and being forced to space dock or whatever, are you hungry or thirsty or <laughs> what do you feel like? Little
1: column A, little column B.
2: Did we ever go to Ecolysis and get our? Uh, tell them about the mine. It's good to go. I mean, we can do it after lunch, but. <laughs> 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 probably should be <laughs> out <of agenda> here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if I even to even mark that quest as complete in our little uh, journal here. Let me look. Nope.
2: The last I heard, it went from, all right, back to Ecolysis, and then we woke up um, paralyzed.
0: I did give you guys the experience for it, but I don't think that you ever actually went and talked to him. He owed, us, he owed us gold. Gold! In fact, I remember there being some bargaining. Yeah. Um, But I don't remember how that bargaining... I remember you guys were reasonably successful it in was, your bargaining. It was the
2: upfront bargaining of 60, so we do 20 each. And then... Um, he was like, oh, he might not give you as much in the back end, but I thought we uh, there was something to be said about it.
3: I think he was going to listen to just how dangerous it was in his mind, and then he would consider giving us more money.
0: Gold. Yeah, like, I I fucking straight up didn't even write down how much gold you guys were going to get for that, so it was like a thought 20, 20, 20 up front and 20 on the back side.
2: Uh, maybe. We were going to get 60 up front. And then, whatever it was on the back side,
0: oh, sorry, I'm at twenty each okay, good, yep. 20 each before and then twenty each after, very good. twenty
1: <laughs> almost two of us died for fucking twenty for a crisp twenty dollar bill.
2: And Ecolias is always known as uh, that kind of guy though, so I'm not surprised he he always makes his he always makes his pockets
0: Spendthrift. all right, well, which one uh, what do you guys want to do first? do you want to Shack up for lunch, you
1: wanna I need to replenish my fluids, if you know what I mean. You.
0: <laughs> you. Where do you want to replenish your fluids? Um the best the brisket. Very good. Uh you guys all head on back to the sneaky brisket. Uh sans moleste in this back alleyway, etc. And uh doesn't seem like anybody, you know, of any real note noticed you. Leaving?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, we had the brisket. It was okay. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Well, he gave you the wrong brisket. Yeah, he gave us the wrong brisket. Yeah, we didn't know
3: that, though. As far as we're concerned, it tastes like shit. Yeah. Don't eat his brisket.
2: I mean, try it, but...
0: Y'all head on back, and uh, you find yourselves eyeball to eyeball with Bonnie Smelsh. Today, Bonnie's behind the, the bar... And y'all walk in, and uh, she's like,
3: "Hey, how's it going?" Uh, Jeff was kidnapped.
0: Did you know that?
1: No. Did, but you're okay now. Yeah, for the most part. Some space docking. Mm, and nobody I can't dock though. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're always the dock, never the spaceship. <laughs> oh man,
1: <laughs> that's an unpleasant thought. Oh my god! <laughs> I just picture like Elmer Fudd's gun after Bugs Bunny sticks his
0: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um I think Bonnie is just kind of like, okay. Um can I get you all something to drink? You must be thirsty after being a whole space station. <laughs> yes. I will take water and a beer both. Hmm. Uh, she looks to the two of you mm-hmm. gesturing. Can we get you things as well? Yeah, I'll have be
3: a
2: beer. I'll get two shorties. Two sh- two shorties? Two shorties. That's what I call my beers. They're little little guys. The pony bottles? Pony bottles, yep.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah, because you've got the the, uh, the non-Goliath stature, the dwarven stature. That's correct. Alright, so she gives you all some beers. Uh, why don't you take a What is it? Uh, Probably two gold apiece from your from your monies. I really, you know, every once in a while, I think, hey, we should like play by some of the rules and make you pay for things. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Right. So I don't even know. I thought I had notes on our loot.
3: I just I can't find it right now. I apologize.
0: Can't find your notes? Then you don't have any money. I guess not. Fucking suck. You guys are gonna want to start keeping track of your money because we're starting to get to the point where there's gonna be some loots and some hordes. And some cool shit like that, which you guys are going to use to eventually pay for your stronghold when you can start building that. I Mm -hmm. got Spot All picked out for it.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Because
0: we're going to start using the rules from Strongholds and Followers TM from MCM MCD... What the fuck is their company name? MCDM Productions? Yeah. That
3: sounds right.
2: I'm in.
0: I bought that book a long time ago because it looked super cool. Matt Coville, by the way, and his his coterie of Smart, wonderful, and amazing people. If you are listening to the 147th episode of VGAT, and you have not heard of, well, this will probably be like 149 by the time this gets in there, uh, and have not heard of Matt Coville, Um I'm so sorry that you've been stuck with us this whole time. Because um, like, that dude's just way better than we are. I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry. Please don't listen to his podcast or show or whatever you want to call it, because then you won't come back to us. But we'll miss you. And it's where, been a good
3: ride. Where else are you going to hear about space docking? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: he doesn't ever talk about space docking. Right, quality
3: space docking.
0: You want yeah. you want fifth edition rules for space docking? We got it here, right, right huh? here with the V Right,
2: right here.
0: Roll for space docking. No other, no other D D podcast. What'd you guys get? Seven. Oh, do
2: I get a modifier? Uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: use, use your dexterity modifier.
2: Okay, good for my space docking needs. Um, let's see. Here. Let's I go I like,
0: feel like Jeff gets like a plus ten to yeah. space. Docking. <laughs> yeah,
2: <clears throat> fourteen. Well, that's fourteen to ship. Fourteen. That's pretty good.
3: <laughs> yeah, I guess. What are you trying to do? <laughs> I with my dexterity, I got it. I got an eighteen oh, space docking. That's pretty good. I felt pretty good telling you guys to roll and you guys just did it. I feel mm. got a I'm brief st- brief glimpse of being a DM there. We're still
2: waiting for you to do it. I mean it's your turn.
3: Nobody wants to hear me be a DM. I do. Are you sure? Yeah, I do. Why? Nobody nobody wants to
2: Josh deal would participate with that. in yours.
3: I can't do it. I'm like it's bad enough when I get put on the spot to like make up a name or something like that. <laughs> and <they're-
0: laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but yeah, you do fucking lock right up. Yep. <laughs> so uh, you... I'm going to have you guys all roll. Roll for what? Uh... <laughs> so if
3: that's entertaining, then, yeah.
0: well, you just take your time. You craft an adventure. We could do a, we could, you could make something up or you could, we could do. You like guys are pre-made. not allowed to deviate from the ven- adventure whatsoever.
2: <laughs> that's why I made mine at a cave.
0: <laughs> um, okay. I'd like to attack. No, you don't.
2: No.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what you're going to do.
0: There is also my last tangent uh, is there's a movie uh, called Zero Charisma, Um, and it's about like this like the epitome of like 80s nerd playing D and D, and he's just not socially graceful. Zero charisma is a very appropriate title for the movie, and he ends up like losing somebody in his D and D group. And they end up recruiting, basically, this, uh, this like, hipster who's like, oh, yeah, I'll play fucking D&D with you guys. And he goes there and just fucks up this guy's campaign. Like, uh, God, what was it? I don't want to ruin everything about it, but you'll probably never watch it. Um, the uh, They're like, as you top the snow-crested mountain, Elgaroth of the ancient tribe of elves stands before you, demanding parley before you cross into the realm of whatever the fuck. And the hipster dude is like, yeah, I throw my sword at him. And he's like, well, the, no, you you can't do that. This is, you know, so-and-so who's the head of this ancient order. is like, yeah, I don't care. I throw my sword at him. <laughs> and everybody else at the table is like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, fine, you're going to need like a 20 to hit. And he rolls. And he's like, yeah, I got a 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, uh, <sighs> roll for damage and and it fucking kills this guy and and fucking derails this nerd's like six like six year campaign it's like i don't fucking care i'll just do it oh man it's not a great movie but that scene alone is just is well it's like dming for vgad for the past three years it's pretty priceless where the fuck even were we oh yeah space talking so, uh, so you guys get your uh, you guys get your drinks uh, of various sizes and types of liquids. Uh, you pay for them. Are you also getting uh, you know food? Or are you gonna not brisket? Uh, what else is on the menu? Uh, Bonnie's like uh, it's kind of all brisket right now. My dad's on a on a thing.
2: I'll try the brisket one more time.
0: Yeah, it's not for me to like. Let other people experience things for me I'll make my own opinion of the brisket You're a man who's gonna dock His own dock mm-hmm. Alright, two orders of brisket Uh, Bonnie's like, yeah, okay I guess if you don't want the brisket Uh, and let's see here Let's let's get a brisket roll for Don uh, for, uh, for Bonnie Not Donnie. Uh, for the two of you Having brisket Bonnie brings out, uh a little, uh, a little piece for, for Fjorten and a, a big slab for Jeff. It's pretty fucking good. Yes. Like, you're noticing a distinct difference, Fjorten, from this morning's. And uh, right away you notice uh, the distinctive orange color of the meat, which you're like, "Wow, oh, that's weird. Definitely different from this morning, too, where it was more like, you know, a red raw meat sort of color. Um, but the orange, if you'll recall, is from the Armstrong seeds that you brought back from the desert and it's unique. It's very unique. You, uh, you're not sure you've ever tasted anything quite like this before, but it's tender. It's delicate. It could be a little more, uh, well cooked, but overall flavor's good. It's, it's, it's very, very good. It's kind of a sneaky flavor.
2: Hmm. This is a, this is a sneaky brisket. Kinda, the flavor kind of just sneaks up on you. This is much much different from this morning. Oh.
1: Mouthful of meat. Peter, I don't know what you were talking about.
2: Nom, nom, nom.
3: I don't know. I just think of Fjorden like it's better than this morning.
2: Yeah, man, it's, it's much better.
0: All right, I'll try a little bit. Okay. She goes back, she grabs another slab, and uh, yeah, sure as shit, man. It's different. It's better. It's, uh, it's a worthy experience, and... Uh, what the hell is Duga doing this morning?
2: The Sneaky Brisket is sneakily becoming my favorite place.
0: Mm. Well, all right, because you can you can eat meat in Fantasy World. Is there a place to leave reviews? I can eat meat
2: anywhere. What's the what's the Yelp of this world?
0: Mm, I feel like the Yelp of this world is the... you
2: as the time crier.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, literally. <laughs> this
3: place. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let me just ch- check. Huzzah! <laughs>
0: huzzah! <laughs> yes! Now we need to make an app called Huzzah. That's the uh. Also, I'd, A I would be really surprised if there was not an app called Huzzah already. Yeah. Um.
2: You say like the name of the re- sneaky brisket. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, five bells. Very nice. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Oh, that's only a one bell? Ooh. One bell.
0: Local reviews published in the town crier, yelling it. All right. So, uh, who's working the counter? Uh, this is Bonnie. Bonnie, I'm like,
3: oh, you know, Bonnie. This is uh, a lot better than this morning. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, ring you out some four bells. How's that sound? Bonnie's like, Ooh, four bells. What do I got to do to get that to five? Um, I mean, make better brisket. I don't, I don't know what else you would do.
0: I mean, yeah, you know, that's fair. It should be restaurant related. I was thinking maybe serve you a beer or something, but you already got one of those, so.
2: That's on our, it's on our system here. We can't, we can't spoil that.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the town criers are above reproach. There is no dishonorable anything mm-hmm. that goes on in the town criers.
3: The highest integrity of our brotherhood. Who can you trust if not the
2: loudest voices?
0: Right? Exactly true.
2: Yes. Well, my belly is full. I think I need to walk it off and get money at the same time. I think um, we go to Equalias.
3: Well, yeah, Jeff, are you feeling tired or feeling good now? No, I feel good after a couple of beers and some brisket. All right. Well, I think uh, since uh, since we we almost died in that mine and we have some money owed to us, I guess we go and talk to Equalias.
0: Just really, like, what a grand time of your life, that time where you're like, I've had the worst morning, or I'm beat to shit, or I've been drunk and sobered up, and then you're like, you know what, I'll have a beer and some food, and then it's fucking rallying cry, and all of a sudden four o'clock rolls around and you're ready to start again.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. After, after 12 hours of forced space docking, all it takes is a little brisket and a beer to mm-hmm. set a man straight and get him ready for the day. Get those calories burning. Mm-hmm.
0: little vitamin B, which could be either beer or b- brisket. Vitamin B&B. And B&B. And and then as you get older that turns into vitamin bed and breakfast because that's where you go on your vacations because you're old. <laughs> anyway, so you guys are going to head on out to the offices of uh, Blingerstone Mining and Mineral. I think I'm saying that right. It's a mouthful. Yeah, you know, I really wanted to uh, really wanted to give them a little, a little company name. I'm sorry. I d- did I get it backwards? Blingerstone Mineral and Mining. Kaboom. I'm putting that up in front of you. I really love the Roll 20 feature where I can just shove shit on your screen like a high school teacher. That's nice. Teaching online classes in this time of COVID and all the rest.
2: That's what I appreciate about you.
0: That's what I appreciate about you. That in your butthole. <laughs> you guys are going to make your way to the storefront here in Terragard for Blingerstone Mineral and Metal. And you find uh, I don't know if we ever actually established What time of day we're at at this point but So we're going to call it uh, We're going to say your brisket was dinner Mm -hmm. And uh, it's probably like 7 o'clock now You decide to head on over there and check And sure enough, the lights are still on in the shop He's still there Counting up his coins like Scrooge McDuck Or Scrooge from What was Scrooge's name in uh, Christmas Carol? McDuck Ebenezer Scrooge <laughs> Campaign 2 Episode 35, Stupid Space Docking Warehouse, was released on August 16th, 2020. Will you be back next week? You should be. You should be. Vegan! 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 Vegan. The Very Good Adventuring Team. Captain Long John Gurthy and his uh, first mate, Tight Fit. It has to be a stock
1: image of a Halloween yeah. customer. <laughs> I love the look on his face, too. He's like, hey, <laughs> I'm a pirate. Got any gold? I'm into that. <laughs> or I'll take your booty. <laughs> booty and gold. Booty and gold. <laughs> Yo ho ho. <laughs> the hell is the thing all around his chest? I didn't even look. No problem for me.
0: It's too strong. <laughs> I don't know that that guy kind of looks like that. Kind of look, looks like he's had some hard times. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, he's he's happy to get that
0: job. He's,
2: yeah, he's doing it to pay the bills. Yep. for sure.
0: He looks like is he licking his lips? That's probably the first job where he was like, "So I get paid in money for this?" <laughs> <laughs> he brought his own cutlass. like <laughs>
2: I just had this lying around.
1: I like how it's stubby.